This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day, and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier Reese. How are we doing, Pastor X? Good, Tony, good. Amen. Almost uh, halfway through summer. Yeah, we'll be in September in a minute here. With us in the studio this morning, our production engineer, our brother Ray Miranda. Hello, uh, welcome to episode 248 on this uh, Tuesday, August 30th. Amen. Pastor Sam Tirado helping us with video over there, the silent partner. And we have a special guest with us this morning from Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, right? I think so, yes. Yeah, that's Uh right. Pastor Mario Alvarez. Good morning, everyone. Amen. And we're glad that you made it today. Thank you so much. You bet. Pastor X, we wanted to take some time today to discuss what is an interesting and I think hugely important issue for believers today, and that is the importance of fathers in the family for for the culture, for Christians especially, as we have uh, the input of Scripture, but for every person. And it's something that we see... uh, kind of dramatically underrepresented in the public discourse and media and internet and all that. Something the church needs to be aware of, do you think? Well, you know, God uh, in the beginning created Adam, then he created Eve from Adam, and uh, he from that point said, for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, it too should become one flesh. God instituted marriage and the family, and the head of the home is the man. Uh, that is why Adam is attributed the fall of man, not yes. Eve, yeah. because he was the federal headship. And so the headship of man as a husband and a father is absolutely essential, vital for the well-oiled machine of society. Even if people don't know the Lord, there are principles and elements and responses and reactions that if the man doesn't know his role in life and the woman as compliments, then it becomes a battleground. And then it's the will of each one of them, and then you have laws and culture that come on all sides to empower them mm-hmm. regarding their liberation, which is evil for the destruction of the family. The whole goal we have to understand, and always has been from the beginning, is to destroy the family, yeah. um, every aspect of our culture and society, our educational system is to neuter the man. This has been going on since the 80s. Very subtly, back Very in the subtly. day. Very yeah. subtly. And um, putting, there's a lot of good things that have happened. Women um, rights and different positions, fine. Yeah. But they've kept going left to the point to where you are replacing men. You are saying, we don't need men. And that's a complete lie. So yeah. really, yeah. the whole thing's an attack against God's word, God's design. Yeah. That's it. Uh, even what we see in the um, aspect of the pandemic and the reset, um, Black Lives Matters yeah. put on their website mm-hmm. to destroy the Western family, remove that head of home. Yeah. So it's no. It, it's not. Um, they're not trying to keep this a secret. Uh, but it's nothing new. It's from the beginning. Yeah. I have a question for you now. You, you brought up Adam created first and then Eve created from him. 
And God, we have the account of the Lord in, in Genesis right. laying out for Adam his responsibilities. And uh, specifically, not to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right. Does the fact that we don't have any kind of an account of God making that plain to Eve, does that imply a chain of command before the fall? Of course. Okay. From the beginning, Adam was created first. Yeah. When you're first, you're first. When you're not first, you're last. Yeah, it's well, just simple. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And, uh, and it was um, the woman that was created from the man, not from the earth. Right. Paul the Apostle speaks to the Corinthians in uh, 2 Corinthians 11. He says the head of Christ is God. The head of the wife is the man. And so he makes the man the headship, the federal headship Amen. of the home. As he should. Not as, a, not as some dictator. No, not as no. some tyrant. Not as some... Uh, uh, you know, that his wife's just a sex object and a cleaning maid, and that's it. No. Yeah. Um, the picture of the Bible, which many unbelievers always accuse God in a very unbiblical way, that um, the Christian view of man's headship is very tyrannical, very mm -hmm. abusive. Mm -hmm. Nothing like that at all. The husband's to be as Christ to the church. Yeah. Christ gave his life for the church. Yeah. God cares for the church. God nourishes the church. He gave his life for the church. So a husband is to love his wife as Christ loved the church. He's a type of savior to her to an extent, yeah. though he does not redeem her. He does not forgive her in terms of her overall sin for salvation. But he is there as a covering, as one to protect her, one to provide for her, one to be by her side, she was not taken from the head of man to rule over him or the foot of man that he would trample her underfoot, but um, next to his heart, the closest part, the rib. Yeah. And so um, the, um, the misdefinition, and willfully and purposely by the world yeah. and the academics is because the attack is against God. In the 60s, you know, Nietzsche, that God is dead. Well, see... You have to get rid of God first. If you can get rid of God first, then the devil disappears. But if you believe in any form of God, you have to believe in an evil. You do, yeah. So they have very methodically. And, you know, I went to Cal State LA in the early 70s, uh, Long Beach City College in the late 60s. Um, I've been through the Christian universities also, seminaries, stuff like that. And I'll tell you, sometimes there's no difference between the Christian world and the secular world. Yeah, it's all the academics. They've all been uh, infiltrated by the neo-orthodox of, of the Germans, uh, the liberalism, the progressivism, uh, the postmodern movement. Um, it's all deception. It's all an attack against God. It goes back to the garden, as um, Satan says, has God said always bringing doubt to the Word of God and God being unjust. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to know what He knows. He wants to keep you down. He doesn't want you to enjoy life. That's the distortion. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Yeah. And they, they have to distort His purpose for husbands and fathers. Absolutely. In order to make a case right. 
that it's it's been uh, a problem. And and I think, you know, like they do with uh, the United States, the 1619, you know, the United right. States, may based believe, on racism. May believe lies. Yeah. That's not history. They do the same thing with fathers and husbands. It's, 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 it's fiction. Mm -hmm. It's fiction passed off as truth. It's a big lie. And so, Pastor Mario, when you step out into the public area, people expect you to be ashamed of being a father and a husband. Uh, yeah, that's been somewhat uh, put into our uh, educational system or um, every form of media. They are putting down the father. They're putting down the man, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, um, we see it all over. But just listen to Xavier. I'm just inspired. Just God's plan was so great. You know, just creating the family nucleus the, with the father, the mother, taking care of the family, the children, the uh, husband and the wife working together and not, you know, as, you know, as he described as the father ruling as an absolute king or anything like that. But uh, um, and then society growing from there. And like he says, if they destroy that, they can destroy Western society. It's they the structure. Can, yes. And, it, and it's really just a matter of control. That's what mm -hmm. they're interested mm -hmm. in. If you look at communism or fasci fascism or whatever, it's a matter of control. It's not really a matter of uh, making uh, life better for the populace yeah. or the people, yeah. but it's just to tear down what we know to be true. Do we see God's truth in, in these things? And they, then they can control and manipulate us in any way they can. Yeah. Um, and people are given, normal people, Christians, everybody else, we're given to excess. We make mistakes. Sure. Uh, for instance, you, I know one of the things you do is you do, you'll counsel couples who are married and have trouble. That's right. Sit down and talk with them. Mm -hmm. And as you talk to a couple, you may find that the wife doesn't really understand the whole idea biblically of submission, what that's about. She may be thinking that she's supposed to be a slave. But that's not what the scripture says. Sure, sure. Or the husband may not understand the proper structure of authority and how he is to understand that and how the scripture bears upon that. Yeah. So we, what we do is we correct one another in that way. And that's why you, the church is so important. Um, the purpose of the church in Ephesians 4 is to perfect the saints. Amen. To bring them to a point of maturity. Yeah. They not be tossed to and fro with every one of doctrine and the trickery of men to deceive them. But every Christian growing in the Lord, knowing their part, their gift, and how they benefit and edify the rest of the body in love. The motive is love. Um, and so, you know, we're not ashamed to say that we're Christians, that we follow the biblical model. Because we know it's the best, mm -hmm. the most productive, the safest, the most beneficial for other people. We're last. Others are first. Uh, mm -hmm. You spoke about shaming. Well, where do we first hear the, the aspect of shaming? It was in the Cultural Revolution of China. Amen. Mao. Yeah. And they would get Christians and, and people that didn't agree with them, and they would have them stand up maybe on a soapbox mm -hmm. for hours, um, stripped naked, whatever, people throwing tomatoes at Confessing shaming their, them. Their, yeah. yeah, acknowledge your, your evil and that. What do we do today? Yeah. Acknowledge your whiteness. Confess it. Repent from it. Mm -hmm. You know, say you're sorry. This, this is all communism. It is. For Marx. I don't think people realize yeah. we're looking at the Cultural Revolution oh, Part right Two, here. Right, right here in the United States. Right here. Yeah. yeah. This is a Mar a Marxism. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. One of the things we talk about regularly, and we've mentioned just briefly already, a rapid slide of cultural values in the Western world. And, and even though things have been going in this direction, starting back at even perhaps before the beginning of the 20th century, but it was very subtle, mm -hmm. and it was very gradual. 
And, but now, I think, I don't know that even in the 90s, we would have expected how vilified husbands and fathers are in the public discourse, media, movies. Sure. And, I mean, you watch a murder mystery, you know, you can just guess that the, the bad guy, the killer, is the dad, unless there's a priest or a pastor somewhere, you know, that's the way it works. Yeah. It's easy, and it, it, it's terrifying to see this because, so, you know, you, you raise your family, you do your best to, to keep biblical values and order and direction, send your kids off to college, and the first thing that they're taught is that you have been victimized by these people who are forcing these, you know, Victorian uh, values upon your life, and they, they want to imprison you and make you a, a serf or a slave yeah. in a situation. Yeah. Once again, the cultural evolution of Mao. Amen. He would um, shame them, remove all their properties if they were uh, in disagreement with him, and then they would be sent to re-educational camps to indoctrinate them. Yeah. You must think like we do. Well, the United States, it happened backwards. The parents sent their children to the re-educational camps, the universities, public school education. Yeah. And every year they pumped out their army of little communists and socialists. And we've been doing that for almost 50, 60 years. Yeah. So they did it backwards. Parents themselves destroy their children. Have allowed it, yeah. Allowed it. Now, mm -hmm. if parents have sent, godly parents have sent kids to public universities, yeah. but they are grounded, they're ministering to them, they're walking with God, they can get through an education. It's tough. It's going to be tough more yeah. today, but not before. Before yeah. you could still get through it. Yeah. But you can still do it. But you've got to be grounded yourself. Amen. Uh, I would not recommend it unless God leads you to. But uh, that, those are the re-educational camps. Um, it, it's kind of terrifying if you talk to uh, kids in, in higher education in universities today because everything that is taught, I mean, if you, you take a, a culinary arts class, they're going to be dealing with feminism and race issues. And, yeah. I mean, it, everything. It doesn't matter. It's yeah, really critical it's, race theory, exactly, all of that. Exactly. Because the, the, yeah. the goal is to implode society. Mm -hmm. The goal is to destroy every vesture of Western society. BLM did that as they started destroying the stuff. BLM did that as our political um, individuals uh, even piled up the uh, bricks for them, allowed yeah. them to destroy property, to injure people. Not one of them was arrested, and if they did, they were out in the next hour. So, the greatest enemies from within. Unfortunately. Not yeah. outside. Right. Yeah. Um, after World War II, one of the worst things that we ever did is Eisenhower and Nixon. They took all the Nazis, the majority of them, and rather than punishing them, they put them in our government. Amazing. Very few Nazis were, were punished. In fact, the Jews couldn't go after Nazis in South America or Mexico until 1960. That was part of their agreement for the 48th birth of Israel. Many people don't know that. Hmm. And so, and, we, and, they, and, and Eisenhower and Nixon did that because they were our greatest buffer between the communist Russia, 
Right. Now, sounds logical, but very dumb, because now you've got the enemy from within. Uh, the enemy of your enemy is not your friend. <laughs> it's real simple. So you see the progression. Now, we understand as Christians that God has given us the prophetic uh, declaration of what's going to happen. We know that the world's not going to get better and better. Right. Okay, yeah. It's going to get worse and worse. Um, people that are bad are going to get worse. Uh, deceivers are going to become greater deceivers. People gonna, that were deceived will be deceived in greater. But we as Christians understand that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming for his church. He's preparing a church for himself. But we also know that there's a man called the Antichrist that is coming. And all of this um, um, digital identification, uh, <laughs> face recognition, um, all the technology, all the, technology the credit cards, the chips, all of that are steps towards the ultimate identification that the Antichrist is going to give to every person. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know how it's going to happen or to what extent at first, but we see it right now where even many stores you can um, buy things just by your palm print and you won't have to worry about it. I've heard about that. Or you walk into an Apple store and if you already have some kind of arrangement, you can pick up anything you want that's charged you know, to your charged account. To your account. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All right? And all this is great. I, 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 I agree. I concur. This is easy, but it's the stepping stones to the ultimate control of the whole world by that one man, the Antichrist. Eventually, yeah. That's so all I'm these right. individuals are little Antichrist. Hmm. First John says the spirit of Antichrist is already at work, but there is the ultimate Antichrist that will manifest himself one time in the world. And as soon as the Lord removes his church at the rapture, the next prophetic thing that we know, people always say, well, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen, but I know the next prophetic thing, and that's Russia's going to attack Israel. Yeah. Once that happens, simultaneously, the church will be raptured. Simultaneously, the Antichrist will appear. How do I know that? Because he burns the weapons of the destruction of Russia by God for seven years. How many years does he reign? Seven years. Three increments are given to us, 42 months, 1,260 days, and the three and a half years. Mm -hmm. You can't miss it. In the middle, he breaks the covenant with Israel, Daniel 9, 27. Yeah. He'll build their temple. How do I know that? Because they're sacrificed. And he declares himself God. From that point on, every man and woman child has to have the, right, the mark of the beast on the right hand of the forehead. There are people putting little ring, little uh, chips in their hands, little rice thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's just a stepping stone. Okay. Yeah. So, prophetically, I can tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen with this great pandemic deception overreach of power? I can't tell you because they're so evil. Yeah. Right now, it's kind of the calm before the storm. They're too quiet. They're like termites. You know, when you live in your house, or you may have a bunch of termites. You're not even aware of it. You're, you're watching TV, but they're working. Uh, that's exactly what's going on right now in the United States and the world. Klaus Schwab, evil man. Yeah. So we see where, you know, at least we have some idea where the world 
and their model, where they're taking us in that sense. And part of that plan is the way that they have destroyed and denigrated the whole idea of fatherhood and sure. husbands and the leadership over families. How would we contrast that? How does the Bible see fathers and husbands throughout the scripture, Pastor X? Well, again, the model is Christ, and the yeah. things that we follow is his word. The word of God is our plumb line. So in Ephesians says, husband love your wife as Christ loved the church, as I said earlier. Wives submit to your own husbands. The context is in a loving Christian relationship that the head of the woman and the man is Christ. His word gives us how to be a father, a mother, how to be a husband and a wife. We're not just left to our own imagination. No. It's not subjective. The Bible's objective truth. It is very clear. It is written in English, not in Spanish, not in Pig Latin, in, in Greek. It's very specific in the grammar, the tenses, and everything. You cannot mistake in it. And so uh, we believe that God rules our life. He has authority over our life. We all were in the world one time, and we lived the way we wanted to on whatever level we did. Uh, we heard the gospel. We realized that we were sinners, and we agreed with God, and that he died for our sins, that Jesus was God who became man. And we asked him to forgive us. We repented from our sins. He came into our hearts and changed our lives radical, radically. I mean, I, I was coming down from up north partying, and, um, and, and, and then I came down to do a kung fu demonstration with my brother over here in L.A., and, um, and one of the sticks was doing a stick routine, broke and punctured my right eye, my eye deflated in my hand, and I just asked the Lord in my life there. I, I was changed drastically. The next weekend, I was, I was in a Bible study. I wasn't partying anymore. Amen. I didn't visit my friends to see what they did. I know what they did. Well, God can only make that change. Amen. So it's not religion, but it's, we believe that God's word is the full, complete authority over our lives. That's why we study, to show ourselves approved to God, not to man. That's why we study as heads of home, to make sure our families, our wife, our children, know the word of God, walk with God. Now, I have control over as a father over my children while they're in my home. Some degree, yeah. But once they grow up, if they move out or they get married, I don't have control over them. No. I continue to pray for them. I continue to warn them if they're not walking with God of the consequences. But God doesn't force anybody to go to heaven. God gives everybody the right to go to hell. And certainly we see that in the church. Yeah. We see people who, from, from all that we can tell, they have wonderful family situations. Sure. They're well represented, but yet their kids... Yeah. may go off the deep end. We've seen it here for 43, 43 years. Yeah. Well. Yeah, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Uh, every individual has to make those choices as, as we did, and uh, uh, hopefully they make that choice for the Lord, walk with the Lord. I was in preparing for this segment talking about fathers and husbands. I looked through and just picked up some statistics from the Internet about the situation because, I mean, we're kind of seeing our culture fall off the table here. Things are going crazy. Um, one of the things I read here, 75% of long-term correctional facility inmates are from father-absent households. 75%, three out of sure. four sure. prison inmates. 85% of racists, rapists rather, were uh, from fatherless homes. 
Uh, 85% of kids who exhibit behavioral disorders from fatherless homes. 85% of kids in state institutions from homes without fathers. And you just look at that and think, how horrific, how terrible is this? Because there's no authority in the home. When, if there's no authority, the father figure, the mother can't handle it. So Not, there's, there's no yeah. consequences. Yeah. So when there's no consequence to your children that are growing up, there's no authority. You destroyed it. So the little things they do just keep growing. You end up being a rapist, yeah. a thief, yeah. or whatever. Where if you have fathers in the home and they discipline their children... We don't punish our children. You punish evil people. When people go to jail, they're being punished. Amen. They're supposed to be punished, not reformed. They're there to pay a debt to society. This whole reformation is a modern lie. It doesn't work. You're there with your child. He does something wrong. You confront him. You're looking for a confession, an acknowledgement of the wrong. If he, if he acknowledges the wrong, you deal with them in proportion to the offense, whether it be discipline, whether it be um, uh, not going out for a weekend, or whatever it is, depending on the degree of it, depending on how old he is, depending on how long he's lived with you, he has greater responsibility regarding the degree of the sin, the deed that he did. So as a father, you've got to know the word of God and ask God wisdom so you can discipline your child and not provoke him to wrath. Though he may be mad at you at first when you're doing right. It doesn't matter. I have to do right. I have to honor God. And so that's the conflict in the fallen nature. When, when, when children are born to parents, the little angels aren't born to them. Yeah. you got little devils, little sinners. Yeah. Sinners beget sinners. Amen. And so if you have a, a family that is not born again, you have a family that doesn't know God, well, then there's no authority in the home, really. There was a time in society when society was ethical and moral. And we've seen it in past history, uh, civilizations, that well, there's morality and civility and all that, and consequence through the law, it's orderly. But... Yeah. Once you remove that through the sinfulness of man and the evil of man, and you begin to reward the evil and punish the good as we're seeing that in our own nation, you've got a pancake half done. Yeah. It's, it's bad news. And, and you do that purposely to remove that head who would want to stand up for what's morally right, ethically right, or his freedom and liberty that is endowed to him by our creator, not by the state. The state doesn't give me liberty or, or, or freedom. No. They try to control it. Right. Minimize it. Yeah. It, that comes from God. Remove it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So if, if there's no consequences, you destroy authority. And we see that straight across the board. Yeah. And that's why a lot of these young men who don't have fathers, no authority at home. I mean, the kid will obey, obey his mom when he's little. When he's a teen, he's two feet bigger than her. There's no way. It's very tough. It's not going to happen. It's interesting. Through the years, we've had, uh, you know, real broad exposure to families, all different kind of families. 
I know that we've seen some single moms who have done amazing jobs mm-hmm. in raising yeah. their children and some single dads too, I'm sure. What is the determining factor in those households that are successful under such difficult circumstances? What do you think? I think uh, um, when you have a, a single mom or um, dad raising a child, uh, it's going to be difficult. It's going to certainly be a challenge because you're trying to fill both roles. But I think uh, uh, as they submit their lives to the Lord, they have a great advantage because, like as Xavier said, that they have, first of all, the Word of God, knowing understanding what their role is and what, uh, what's right and wrong, what's, what's good and bad. Uh, even though it's a challenge with kids, um, just doing simply the basic things, uh, just paying attention, watching, listening, being able to spend a little bit of time with your child at least during the day, um, hopefully recognizing those struggles he, he or she may be having, it, it allows that, uh, that parent to um, uh, oversee them, take care of them, uh, care for them. Um, but if, uh, as a single parent and they're, um, raising their child by themselves, they, they have, they have prayer. They're able to, uh, um, pray for the child. They're able to, uh, respond to him in a, in a, in a godly manner. And so, you know, we've seen single parents raise successful kids. Obviously it's, it's more of the exception that is the norm. It's certainly not God's plan, but God doesn't, um, desert that parent yeah. if the other, uh, uh, if the mate is gone. Um, but it, it's, it's a challenge, but it can be done. But uh, just as just generally parenting with uh, two parents, uh, um, it's, it's difficult uh, at times, but uh, God will honor his word. And if they, if they commit their lives to the, to the word of God, to the Lord, and uh, um, take care of their kids accordingly, I think they, they can have great success. Yeah. And on the flip side of that is the child's response and obedience. Yeah. Okay, because parents can do all they, they, they want. But if that child doesn't want to submit their life to God or obey parents, there, there's nothing you can do. Now, there was a time when the law stood behind the parents. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. There's no way. They're undermining. Here, go, again, go back to the garden, okay, God's plan. He put the man the woman at home. The man's supposed to go to work and provide. The woman's supposed to be at home, have babies, take care of the home, take care of her children and that. Someone has to supervise and know where the kids are at all time. Simple. Moms aren't home. Dad's not home. Who's raising the kids? Who are they with? What are they hearing? What are they watching? What are they doing? Pretty crazy. And it's worse today. And we complain... Why did my child turn out like this? Because of you. Right. Failure to oversee. Yeah. 90% of the time, mm-hmm. it's the parents. So. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. Today we're talking about the importance of fathers and husbands in the household. And we'll be right back with you after these messages. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell, and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Rees says, by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. 
The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the Simple Truths of Scripture. Every decision that I make in life, what I say, what I do, who I get involved with, or what I get involved to, what is truth, what is error, it's the Word of God. This is the standard, ladies and gentlemen. Not your pastor, not your denomination, not the church you go to, but the Word of God. Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The mission of Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry is to encourage and strengthen the women of the body in the word of the Lord so that they might endure life's trials in His power and strength. And the instruction of God's word to women by women plays such an important role in the church body. That's why we're blessed to make available the Women's Bible Studies Flash Drive. It's an audio compilation featuring past Bible studies from the Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry loaded onto a reusable USB flash drive, you're able to hear the teachings from your home computer or take them with you on your mobile device. Included are women's Bible study teaching series such as Characteristics of a Godly Woman and Lessons Learned from Women of the Old and New Testament, book studies from the Psalms, the Gospels, and many, many more enclosed together on the Women's Bible Studies flash drive. Look for it in the audio messages section of our online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, Addressing Issues of Consequence for the Church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. (coughs) Excuse me. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. Today we're talking with Pastor Mario Alvarez, Pastor Xavier Reese, about the importance of fathers and husbands in the family. One of the things that we generally share, maybe in a premarital counseling opportunity, would be the, the situation of the accountability of husbands and fathers before the Lord and how important it is for men to understand that, that there is a different accountability for a husband and father, and it's all predicated on the authority that we have. How, how do we see that represented in Scripture, Pastor X? Well, again, you know, we begin in the garden, God's creation, His yeah. creative order, and the responsibility that falls to each individual. Um, both of them are complementing each other. Um, you know, they're like a left and right hand. Um, you know, I'm right-handed, so I use my right hand more than my left hand. Yeah. But you might say that the husband is the right hand and the woman is the left hand, Okay. It doesn't make it inferior. No. But they're not exactly the same. Even though they look the same, my hands are different. Yeah. Okay, and it's very clearly that um, God has stated that there's a difference between a man and a woman. Um, They asked the uh, Supreme Justice uh, uh, to define woman. She couldn't. Uh, A woman is defined by her chromosome. The man's defined by his chromosome. It's real simple. And she's going to do Supreme Court cases? My Lord. How embarrassing for her education. Well, I think we all know she clearly understood the difference between men and women. She just didn't want to make a public statement. Of course. But, but that's the hypocrisy. But it makes a hypocrisy and a coward. Yeah, it's terrible. Destruction of the nation. Yeah. So she's part of the problem. Amen. Mm-hmm. That would exactly. be my thought. Exactly. Yeah. And she's in a judicial 
position that cannot be removed. Yeah. It's for lifetime. Right. Talk for, about responsibility. For, for, for the nation. Yeah. So to her, greater judgment. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Greater responsibility. Mm-hmm. Pretty terrible. Yeah. Pretty terrible. It's tragic. You know, I think about it, and as we've talked throughout this segment, it's, it's, we're always going, as we always do, going back to the scripture, because that is, like you say, the plumb line. That's the rule. That's the bottom line for how things operate. I am amazed how when the scripture is functioning in the life of an individual, how they have clarity for how things work. They have clarity not only for how things should work, but how things are working in their own life. They understand better. When you remove a person from the scripture, they lose that clarity. They be, things become confused sure. and convoluted, and sure. they, they don't know how something should be, no, no more than they understood how, how it really is operating in their own life. Sure. They lose all that And detail. we see that with Christians, because yes. you're talking about a Christian exactly. who has come to know the Lord and walks away, or just doesn't grow, or backslides. Uh, a non-believer is born dead. They can have all the morality and ethics they want. They can have the best education. Yep. And they may be doing great things in civil work and order and sure. law. Sure. But they're not going to get to heaven because of that. No. But once the system starts breaking down, I don't care how committed you are, if you don't play their game, you will be marginalized. You will be removed. You will be destroyed. Yeah. It's real simple. Yeah. It's true. Pastor Mario, you're, you're, uh, the Word of God is important for everyone. Everybody needs to have God's standard implanted in their mind and functional in what they do. You're a husband, you're a father, you're a leader. Is it more important for you? Of course it is. I mean, everything I do stems from that. Um, I have to uh, own up. I have to recognize what my responsibilities are. And uh, uh, as I do, as I look to the scripture and reminded of what those responsibilities are, I can fulfill them. Apart from, apart from the word of God, I don't know what those are, as you were saying uh, a minute ago. Um, it's funny because uh, uh, a young couple may have a child, uh, have a baby born, and the hospital deliver, gives them this child, to, and they take it home and such, and they look at it and they think, well, where's the instructions for this thing? <laughs> you know, true. there are none. But, you know, actually, you know, we would tease people uh, saying that, that there are no instructions when he comes in. But we do have instruction, yeah. which is so key. But first of all, that instruction is for the husband and wife. And apart from that... It is just a guessing game. And, you know, uh, as, uh, as a result, you know, you look in society, you see these uh, different relationships, mostly hyped in the media and stuff, that are just so twisted. And, yeah. you, know, uh, uh, you know, even with this gender-affirming stuff that's going on today, you know, um, famous couples allowing their child to try to determine what gender, gender they are. How ridiculous. And it's all because... Uh, the individuals, us as a society, have uh, been separated from the wisdom and the understanding of the Word of God. And it's so unfortunate because we've had the Bible as in within our country for its entire history. And instead of um, uh, progressing, our country, and because of the family, our country has decreased. 
And such a responsibility and a privilege that we've had as a country, it's so unfortunate to see its demise because here we can, you know, uh, you have the homeless people, you have people that are um, strung out on drugs out on the street, you have a corrupt government system. Uh, you know, it all should have been a blessing to, to the country, but yet here we see the unfortunate uh, result of, uh, of, of, of ignorance, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you primarily you begin, you see it in the family, and as a result, you see it in society. And then, of course, government. It's yeah, so, so unfortunate. Yeah. Consequences yeah. go up and up and yeah. up. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At this point, they refine the family completely. Mm -hmm. Okay, it started in the 70s and everything else, and the attack, and, you know, um, uh, you have two mommies being taught to kindergartners, two dads, uh, now with the different sexual preferences of people. Um, interesting, there's only two sexes, but I think they're up to 20, 30 different combinations so or called, whatever. So-called, yeah. But th there's only two sexes, male and female. Amen. And a male can never have a baby, and a woman without a man can never have a baby. And all women can't have babies, unless there's some deficiency or something. And that's God's creation. And, and, and God says, be fruitful and multiply. Now, this whole globalism, this whole pandemic is an overreach to control people and depopulate the world. Yeah. Simple. The protocol of the CDC is not to heal you, but to kill you. Once you went in there, they didn't give you hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. If they did, you would have been home in two or three days. They held you at the place you were at, allowed your lungs to get worse, put you on a ventilator, you're dead. Everybody said to have COVID. Only 6% died of COVID in 2020. A complete lie. To put fear in people, to distort the truth, to control people, and to start reducing the world population. Because they already deceived the whole world last century that the world was overpopulated. Right. And yet last century, you could put the whole world in, the, in, the, in Texas with a three-bedroom house. Do the math. I don't want to live in Texas, but you can do it. Think we run out of out of space? I don't think so. But if you do, take Oklahoma. Every the world's empty now. Where's the overpopulation? A complete lie. Wow. Yeah. Pretty tragic. Yeah. We were talking about the fact that the consequences involved in having a father absent from the home. We also have the issue where you have fathers that are present but they refuse to provide leadership for their families, the leadership that's needed. Some because they're ignorant, some because they just won't connect the dots. And how do we hold people responsible for that? What are the consequences to that situation? Well, you can't. Every person's responsible to God. Amen. I mean, certainly we don't, we don't force people to become Christians. I share the Lord with them. I know that the only good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. My prayer is that as I get an opportunity to share with somebody or to preach the gospel, then I know that the Spirit of God is there to illuminate that person's heart of his lostness and evil. Whether that person acknowledges that revelation by God and illumination and response and repentance, that's individual. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart of man is deceitful, desperately wicked. The problem is not the brain of man. Man's not that smart. It's his heart, the problem. Amen. Always. So we as Christians do not 
deceive ourselves thinking that we can force people. I wouldn't dare force anybody to do anything. God yeah. doesn't force anybody to go to heaven. So we proclaim the gospel. Only the gospel can transform man. That's why Paul said in Romans chapter 1, 16 and 17, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God to salvation to the Jew first and to the Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith, according to Habakkuk 2.4. There's awesome. no other hope apart from the gospel. Um, the behavior modification to psychology and psychiatry that administers mm -hmm. drugs and all philosophy and everything is quite inferior to biblical transformation yeah. because the behavioral modification works and concentrates on the outside conduct. The gospel transforms from the inside out the heart, yeah. the way we think, what we believe, who we trust, who we depend on, our worldview. This world didn't just explode and land here. The big bang of, that's taught in colleges is only in their head. No, nothing's ever, no orderly thing has ever come from an explosion. Only destruction, Amen. chaos. That's right. So if there's creation and there's design and there's functionality. There has to be a designer. In the Bible in Genesis 1, 1 it says, In the beginning God Elohim, the Trinity, created the heavens and the earth. Amen. He's not asking for votes. It's a statement of proclamation. This is the way it came about. Now, let me give you a simple process. It was void, without form and void, darks upon the face of the deep, and then the Spirit of God began to brood upon the face of the deep. In the first day, second, third, fourth, sixth, I'm done. Seventh, I rested. That's how it all happened. Now, everybody has that record, but not everybody believes that record. Yeah. Man has been deceived into evolution. Evolutionists need millions of years. The most simple cell is so complex. When I took biology in college, it is so complex. There isn't enough billion or trillion years for it to randomly refine itself to that order yeah. and that capacity. You're smoking crack. There's no way. It's unfortunate. And people are just grasping at straws. They're just yep. trying so hard to maintain that perspective, to keep God absent. Of course. From, yeah. Especially from the academic world. Yeah. You know, when we look at the scripture, we see we have the principles of godly fathers laid out throughout the entire Bible. In the examples of men and women living throughout in their families, if we were to pick out a particular book that really nails down some of these things, would there be any specific book that we would, we would cite for wisdom concerning parenting? Well, in, in the New Testament, book of Ephesians, Amen. Colossians deals with some of those issues from a different perspective. Um, but the, you've got the Proverbs. You've got way back in Deuteronomy 6, the, the nation of Israel was responsible to raise their children in the Lord, to uh, rise up in the morning, talk about the Lord when you put them to yes. bed. Everything. It was all about God. The Bible says that education begins at home. Yes. And it's to be the responsibility of parents not the state. Now, the Greeks thought it was the state's responsibility, so the state owned them, and they would die for the state. All right? Yeah. We receive our orders from God. The education of children is to come from parents. That's why they are so against homeschooling. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. because they don't have control of the kids and they don't get no money for that kid. Right. So they're not only evil, but they're greedy. They're not able to transform that That's child right. into they're a devil. They're not able to corrupt them mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, feed them with their propaganda and their lies. Yeah. It's interesting, as you mentioned, the, the Greek model, you know, it's like the difference between having the state operate as the servant of people or people operating as the servants of the state yeah. and the people who run yeah. the state. Yeah. And we do expect more trouble for homeschoolers in the years to come. Oh, sure, I know there's sure, a big sure. movement in California right now against charter schools, sure. which had allowed a lot of uh, flexibility in allowing kids to be schooled in their homes and still sort of subjected to state rule, but that's something that's gonna be yeah. squeezed out. California's the door to hell. <laughs> well, I, you know, that's I've heard that said. In fact, people in Idaho have that opinion. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, you know, we're, we're first in all things, it's I guess. the Iron California. Curtain in the United States. Yeah, right. Feet on your door. You know, specific examples of good fathers in, in the Scripture, we don't have a lot of great choices. Some of the real giants of Scripture, like David, for instance, yeah. were not really great fathers. A lot of, not a lot of detail in that narrative. Um, is having a good father a f the foolproof answer from raising children? Well, obviously, it, it isn't a foolproof answer, but it surely is a great advantage. Uh, you know, I remember, uh, I think it was in the 70s when they used to ridicule the uh, uh, TV programs of the 50s because they would always portray, you know, a nice family with a responsible father. Father knows um, best. Yeah, that's Fights right. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, yeah. You're older than I, so I don't remember those. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, and they would really ridicule it, and they, they wanted a, a TV program that uh, uh, represented present-day culture, which was a totally dysfunctional family, and that's what they thought was good and funny and such. But uh, if you go back and you watch some of those programs, even if you didn't have a good home life, theoretically you could you could have learned yeah. from a model that was portrayed in any proper way. Very healthy. Yeah, and uh, um, you know, I, I my parents loved me. I, I knew that. I never had any doubt about that. They never um, told you. They told me they didn't love you. Um, <laughs> but I used to own me now. <laughs> and. Uh, um, <laughs> but I can't say that I got a lot of instruction from them. Mm -hmm. uh, they they weren't believers. Uh, uh, you know, they would they did send us to church, uh, whereas my brother and I we would go and you know um, break into yourselves. cars. No, break into cars <laughs> when we'd go in the parking lot. But uh, but the point was that uh, you know we were never taught because of the absence and ignorance of scripture. We were never taught what was right and wrong. We were always taught, you know, uh, my brother and I, anyway, not to get caught. Right. You know, th that was really our guiding principle on anything that we did. And, and because of that, there wasn't a sense of right and wrong. Um, it, it's just unfortunate. And, and this was a, a small degree. They, I had some friends that did a lot worse things than I did uh, for the same reasons, because there was no real... Um, restrictions that, that restricted the heart. It wasn't just a matter of the police being there and keeping you from doing an evil thing, but there was nothing ever, um, I can't ever remember anyone telling me that it's wrong to steal. I, I knew it was wrong to get caught, but I didn't know that it was wrong to steal. I figured anything I could get away with was fine. And unfortunately, you have a whole country that 
deals with that. I mean, drive the freeways. Yeah. You know, those, those lines in this, um, on the freeway, they mean nothing today. You know, and now on top of everything, there's no police to enforce them. So you have, you know, what's becoming anarchy out there. It is, That's it where is it's pretty, going. pretty Man, scary. You were twisted. I was. <laughs> he was. He was a bad guy. Yeah. It's true. You know, it's interesting. When we do what the Lord asks, we see a practical benefit. There's this carryover value into our lives. And we see that in the people in the church. Sure, sure. It all boils down to the Word of God. Amen. Real simple. That's There's right. different. How, mm -hmm. does, how does a combination of a father and a mother affect the son? Well, God says it will. Got to hold that child responsible. Yeah. I do what I do for my children. I didn't raise my children the way my parents raised me. My parents loved me like Mario's parents loved him. Um, but they, they did the best they could. But they weren't mm -hmm. Christians. Now, the, they, they were religious in terms of a name, Catholics. But they really didn't attend church or anything. So when I got married, Trudy and I raised our kids and the Lord, we're born again. Now, there is no guarantee how your children are going to respond. You have control of them as they're in your house, as they're going through school, and you're looking for the right signs, but your children can deceive you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Remember, they're your children. Yeah. <laughs> they're smart little sinners. And so, you know, <laughs> uh, my daughter, my son, my son, you know, he was real quiet and all that. He just, yes, dad, this and that, but... But he wasn't, I would say, wasn't walking with God since maybe a little bit after junior, college, junior high school, okay? And consequently, he went back in the world. He went to the Marines, Special Forces, 16 years from uh, doing different stuff overseas. And by God's grace, you know, he didn't get killed in the war. And um, he had to go through a very difficult time that brought him back to the Lord. Amen. But there was no guarantee. If my son would have died in Iraq, I would have never seen him in eternity. Yeah, yeah. People that say, well, you know, once you're saved, you're saved, and, you know, you'll come back. That's Calvinism. That's heresy. It's not what the Bible teaches. Yeah. I'm glad that he came back, but I see evidence of that. Yes. Just like death, bad experiences. Many people say, well, you know, they accepted it. I, I pray. We don't know. I don't think death bad experiences of salvation are many. Now, we do have evidence that they do exist, the two thieves on the cross. Right. But usually you die the way you live. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Unless I physically see some evidence that you truly have accepted Christ, your speech, your thinking, your life, for whatever set time, I, I have no right to say you're saved. You need to see that fruit. I don't know. Yeah. So while you're living, you'll have plenty of opportunity. If you reject those opportunities, you will be lost. In spite of what your loved ones may think, the way that you're in heaven. Yeah, the Lord I don't knows. think so. You know, as people, the Lord instructs us in a number of different ways. We learn from good examples. We can also learn from bad examples. Although, you know, the first is probably much preferable. Uh, it almost seems as if the process of learning to do the right thing is, uh, is uh, more complicated than we might make it out to be. You can learn from a bad example. Sure. And, sure. and if you, you're thinking, you should. Yeah, I think I learned, unfortunately, bad examples uh, to some degree. Mm -hmm. And I hate to 
say this for my dad in that sense that um, I he was a non-believer up until the last couple of years of his life, uh, thankfully. Um, but until then, you know, I ended up doing what he did. I didn't like how he was. And after a few years as an adult, I began to recognize I was just like him in wow. my thinking and everything else. And it wasn't intentional. It wasn't planned. It wasn't something that I consciously recognized and wanted to be like him or whatever, but it was, it was my example. And, um, you know, so that's where you, you know, where you were ta earlier talking about the responsibility. Uh, we have a great responsibility to walk with the Lord and honor the Lord because we are being an example of those under us, our Amen. children. And uh, so it's, it's, it's important. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Each individual has to make that decision. And God will give an opportunity at least one time before you die. Um, the, the, no one's going to be able to say to God, you know, you, you never gave me an opportunity. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, every, every person in hell right now knows they send themselves there. Nobody in hell right now is blaming God. Not one person. Everybody has a big mouth here on earth. Not in hell or in heaven. None. Yeah. Truth is the truth. Yeah. What kind of advice we give fathers? Husbands. Be godly men. Amen. Walk with God. Even if your, mom, your grandmother, your mom, your wife, whoever is not walking. Your wife is your first responsibility. If she's not walking with God, then you be that example. Yes. You pray for her. You model that life. Instruct your children. If they're not walking with God, you continue to hold them responsible to your headship according to their knowledge, their age where they're at, and you have to let God take care of them. It's an individual thing. It's heartbreaking sometimes when children don't walk with God. We've seen godly parents uh, have children of the devil. Yeah. And some parents that are the devil, if not the devil themselves, have some godly children. Yeah. It comes down to the individual responsibility of responding to God's gospel. Do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? That's what God is asking every person through the gospel. I love you. I died for you. If you believe that I died for your sin and that I can forgive you of all your sin and make you a child of God by grace through faith, faith has to be biblical. It sends me back to the revelation of God. If you believe that, you can ask forgiveness and I will make you a child of God and bury your sins in the deepest ocean. Never mention them again. That's what God says. Everybody has to make that decision. So some of you out there that are listening, you know, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. You need to open your heart to the Lord. You need to realize that he loved you. He, he said he died for the ungodly. I presume you qualify. I know I do. And yet he doesn't force you to go to heaven, but he sure like you to go. And before you go to heaven, that you might be an influence to others here as his witness of what he did in your life and the power of God's word, and the power of the Holy Spirit, the only thing that is the living hope for mankind. Nothing wrong with morality or ethic, but that's not going to get you to heaven. What's going to get you to heaven is repenting from your sins and asking him to save you. And so don't make the gospel so complicated. God is holy, man is sinful. God's not the problem, man is. You have to make a decision. Keep it simple. God bless you. 
you've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.